Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Paul Reiser performs live at the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Saturday night. We spoke about his career of movies like Diner, Beverly Hills Cop, Aliens, and Whiplash, and TV series like Mad About You, The Kaminsky Method, and Stranger Things. Hey, Paul Reiser, hey, thanks for joining us on WTOP. My pleasure, nice to be here. Yes, it, you're joining us all the way. It looks like you're in a nice forest, nice natural landscape behind I you. I live in a tree. People don't know this. They think I'm a big, fancy Hollywood guy. I live on top of a tree in the <laughs> wilderness, as you can see. Uh, that's, that's the living room to the left and the den to the right. <laughs> if you zoom in a forest and nobody hears it, it's, there's some joke in there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've only recently realized, why don't I put up something nice behind me so people don't, on Zoom, don't go, What's that in your closet there? What What is that <laughs> stupid book you read? Why is your dog eating the lamp? You know what I mean? This way is just a little bit more pastoral. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Um, we got to tell everybody the reason we're talking is that this Saturday um, you're coming to the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. Um, it's just over, yes. just just over the border from the DMV. It all it all counts here in D.C. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what do we, what, what can we expect? Is it like, you know, is, are you like riffing on pandemic or is that like old material now? What, what, where are we at in the comedy world? I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I've begun to have like a bit of a disclaimer when I come out. I saw one time I just jokingly said, by the way, we're not going to be talking about politics or anything important at all. Right. And people applaud. They're like, oh, that really matters to them. So right. I mean, I never, I, I've never been a guy that talked politics and, right. you know, where do they have to have a fun time? So the last thing you want to do is bring up stuff that's going to make everybody cringe. Sure. Uh, we, we get enough of that on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly in DC. So, uh, no, I, you know, I tell people I'm not smart enough to make anything up. So I just end up telling people what's happening to me in my house with my family and what I'm struggling with. And people laugh because they're going, Oh, that sounds like me. So it's comforting for them, but it's also comforting for me because I leave going, okay, so it's not just me. Good <laughs> to know. But I tell people, here's the deal. I have a, a guarantee. Uh, if you come to the show Saturday at the Hollywood Casino and you don't have a great time, I will come back next year and take you to see somebody funnier. So <laughs> I don't see how you can lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yes, the, the but they gotta wait. They gotta wait a year to pay off that coupon. Well, but. you know we're, we're we're flexible. We're flexible, <laughs> but that's how confident I am. No, I've been having a great time. You know, this last year has been kind of busy, and I got to do all these great shows: the Stranger Things and the Boys and and yeah. Reboot, which is now on Hulu, and and it was all great. And I'm really proud of them and proud to be on them. 
but the fun part for me is this is, is not you but uh <laughs> is getting to go out and do stand up yeah because people you know a lot of people know me from tv and they didn't know that that's what i do that stand up right. i started that's all i wanted to do you know i wanted to be a stand up and i kind of got distracted so now i'm finally whenever i can i have a weekend like this weekend where i get to go out and perform and it's it's just especially after a pandemic it's so nice to see faces live human beings sitting in a theater laughing you know it's uh there's nothing like it oh yeah well and like you said it, it's it's all it's always good that people know you from your movies and your tv shows but we got to <laughs> remind you comedy central voted you one of the 100 greatest stand-ups ever a couple years back so i mean you that is your bread and butter well that was very nice yes that, you know what i liked about that they actually called it 100 greatest comics of all time so that's going back to like you know the 1200s so yeah. you know i mean that's a that's quite a swath of yeah, uh, they weren't really recording albums back then or doing no they had to do it live in like an amphitheater <laughs> but like even in egypt there was a couple of funny guys in egypt and i beat them out so i'm very yeah. proud of it. that egyptian <laughs> netflix special was incredible i yes. don't know how it, they beat hbo out to get the rice to <laughs> live from the, from the nile uh <laughs> no somebody it's it's funny i mean i, I now, when I do a show, I can look at the audiences coming in and I have my own little survey. I can guess. I go, those people know me from Stranger Things. The right. older couple know me from Kaminsky Method and the guy with the tattoos watches the boys. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean, I can yeah. kind of. And is anyone is anyone in the audience doing, you know, the old popcorn trick in diner or. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I, Gee, hope I hope not. not. I hope not. Well, uh, let's talk. I would love to know how you got into this racket to begin with. Like, I know, I guess you were born in, in New York City and weren't, didn't you originally study music in college, but then you started to get into some theater production, something like that. And that's how you made the pivot or how, how did that actually go down? You know, I let me think about, I, you know, there's, I don't really, I never really had a plan, but the only thing I wanted to do, yeah, I did. I studied music in college, but not that I thought I was going to do anything with it. It's just that I, right. I played piano half decently. So I thought, well, I can do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't know about economics or anything useful. So I'll just play the piano. But when I was like in high school and even before as a kid, I just always loved com comedians and, and I was drawn to them. And so when I grew up in the city, you know, most of my friends were going to see Led Zeppelin. I was going to see George Carlin. Uh, I also went to see Led Zeppelin, but of you know, there's only a few of us knuckleheads that we'd go into the village and they were, this is like George Carlin before he hit big. So he was still playing like a 200 seat coffee house, right. um, you know, sort of like the equivalent of uh, like the cellar door used to be. In, is that still there in DC? The no, in Georgetown, sadly yeah. not, sadly not. But th that was, there was those kind of clubs where you saw great acts. So Robert Klein and George Carlin and then uh, when I was in college, I started just going up on audition nights in comedy clubs. And I wasn't good, but I didn't know that yet. When you're yeah. young, you think you're great. And you go, <laughs> I guess I got it. Um, and naivety, then, naivety can be a nice uh, weapon. Oh, <laughs> well, it's sort of like you're protected. It's some sort of yeah. biological shield that protects you from your <laughs> ignorance. Because if you knew how bad you were, you wouldn't go on again. <laughs> and then, you know, and then literally while I was just doing comedy, I, I literally stumbled into... Uh, the casting office by accident where they were casting diner yeah which was filmed in baltimore and that was my very first job and, and it was only literally by accident i was going with a friend i was hanging out he was auditioning and i was waiting for him to come out and the casting director told me to come in after him so that began this whole thing really yeah uh, which only goes to show you that 
make no plan. You know, you just <laughs> life is sort of uh, happens in its unexpected way, and you hopefully make the right choices as they as these opportunities come up. Totally. I wanted to ask you a little more about Diner because, you know, being in D.C., Baltimore area here, I mean, that was Barry Levinson, I think, went to AU in D.C. And then, of course, you filmed all those movies up in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, Of course, everybody knows launches the careers of you, Mickey Rourke, Daniel Stern, Kevin Bacon, uh, Steve Gutenberg, Timothy Daly, Ellen Barkin. Like, it's amazing. You'd almost have to go back to like Last Picture Show for a coming of age movie that launched that many careers. But, um, you know, just memories of, of your character. And uh, didn't, weren't you the one that hated the word nuance? And then you named your production company after it. Yeah, my production company is Nuance Production, which I realized, well, that was the word I hated. I should have gone with the word I liked. But it always <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, it's, yeah, that was, I, I was sort of uh, surprised to have landed that role. <clears throat> and I knew nothing about it. So I got to Baltimore and the other guys had, all done something they had done one or two things i had done nothing so i didn't even know how to walk in front of a camera and not look into the camera i mean i right. just was as dumb as dumb could be and uh it was sort of like you know a road trip i mean the five of we were all in baltimore we were all away from our homes whatever they were and we were just 23 you know and idiots in a hotel having fun <laughs> and uh, we recently just a few months ago had a uh there was an event commemorating the 40th anniversary and we just we all went out to dinner and we were just sort of shaking our hands it's like we we remembered all the silly stuff and the you know just odd characters that we met but realized it's 40 years and now we all realize when we go on a set now we're the oldest people there <laughs> it's like we're older than the crew and the drivers it's like <laughs> i don't know when this happened yeah, how did that work? Yeah, but I mean, ba- I mean, the Baltimore Colts, you know, around this and the fantasy, yeah. the, fo- the football, qu- quizzing the fiance on the football. Like, I even had, yeah, yeah. I had, I had my wife memorize the NFL dynasties, and she's not into football at all, but she can, she can tell you, you know. <laughs> oh, let it worked out. That's great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, uh, memories of Eddie Murphy on Be- Beverly Hills Cop really quick because you were the detective uh, Friedman. Uh, that must have been crazy well, to watch Eddie blowing up, too, around the same well, time. Well, yeah. Well, it's funny when... A little known fact, I was actually cast in Beverly Hills Cop before he was. He was, there was really? somebody, it was originally, believe it or not, it was originally developed for Sylvester Stallone. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And I, and I had this little part and I went, oh, wow, I get to work with Stallone. That'll be fun. <laughs> and then, I don't know, whatever happened, he decided not to do it. And it went to Eddie, who was on his trajectory. But I knew Eddie from the comedy clubs. 
Sure. So it was really, yeah, so it was already, you know, very easy. So it was very easy to play. And, uh, you know, I, I had, I don't know, one scene, two scenes in that first one. And there was a, that scene in the locker room where I have to get out, but they didn't have any line written. I went, well, how do I get out of here? And I just right. made up that joke. Oh, yeah, this is not my locker. And I kind of walked off. It was literally bef- on the cut. Is like, this is not my locker. And then I'm gone. More than any line in my career, people come over to me all the time and go, hey, this is not my locker. And wow. for years, it took me a while to realize what they were saying, why they would, I'd be in an airport and someone would go, hey, that's not my suitcase. And I, don't, I don't know why, why you're talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we just, we they just finished the fourth one and I had a little yeah. part on that one too. So I mean, another 40 year gap between yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 1 and uh, this new one. I haven't seen it. I, I'm sure it'll be great. Wow. So you'll be in another one coming up here soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I got to get to your TV stuff, but really quick, one more uh, 80s blockbuster was uh, James Cameron's Aliens. That must have been so much fun. And rest in peace, uh, Bill Paxton, too. You know, game over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just re- memories of, you know, Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. So iconic and working with Cameron before he was really huge either. But I mean, I guess he'd done Terminator. But man, that must you're you're frozen in time in a really special moment there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally frozen in time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm fine. That was uh, that was another one, you know, where I got sent the script and I went and I met James Cameron and I had seen Terminator. And I knew he was really talented, and I had seen Alien, so I knew it was great. I thought, well, and I read the script, which was fantastic. And it's rare that you can read a movie script and see the movie. Sure. This one, you kind of could really see it. Um. So I was, you know, thrilled to to get to do that because it's not the kind of thing that would be my natural sweet spot. You know, yeah. I would not, and I'm not usually in or by nature drawn to those kind of movies. So I remember getting there and thinking, I just have this little part. As long as I don't tank the whole movie, uh, that'll be a victory. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if, if every Stay time I show way. up, on, yeah, you don't want to be the guy that goes, "Why is he in this?" Right. But, um, you know, it was great. And that's another one that's had such a long life. People, they still have conventions and people go and have merchandise and props and memorabilia from the movie. I don't know where this whole subculture lives, but they're pretty passionate about it. Absolutely. Well, of course, after that, the one that everyone will know you. Well, actually, first, I guess it was my two dads, you know, raising the orphan daughter, kind of a preview of Full House, if you ask me. And they might actually might have been starting around the same time. But um, uh, the big one, of course, was Mad About You playing Paul across Helen Hunt. I think it won like 12 Emmys or something crazy like that. Um, just was the did, did you guys you and Helen have like a chem- comedic chemistry right from the start? Did it grow even more over time? Like to, both. To, both. Yeah, we, you know, we yeah. met. We met. As I was writing the pilot for Man About You, and I didn't have any particular actress in mind, and my wife was friends with, uh, is friends with a, a woman who was friends with Helen, and they had a dinner party together, and I met Helen, and as we're leaving, and I just thought Helen was funny and charming and just really great, and as we're leaving, I said to my wife, I said, what do you, what do you think about her as you <laughs> and she said, she'd be great and so we did have that from the beginning and then it got of course over seven years and then you know we did the little revisit a few years ago yeah you know there's such a shorthand that you don't get often in life that you have a a, a dance partner that you just know each other's moves and it was and the only reason we did the revisit three years ago was we kind of missed playing together it was really um we thought well that's just going to be fun but the thing that I get to do 
when I'm not doing all this stuff is I get to go out and do stand-up. And yeah. as I was saying before, people who don't know that, somebody told me that their kid who's a big Stranger Things fan said, wait a minute, Dr. Owens, the guy with the white lab coat, is going to yeah. try to be funny? And I, <laughs> would you please tell him he missed he missed a memo? Uh, <laughs> that I actually know what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, that, and it's funny as all these, as great as all these shows are to me, the most fun thing is the stand up because it's just a, it's live and it's immediate. So you, yeah. you say something, people laugh right there. You don't have to wait six months. You don't have to pitch it to a network. You yeah. tell you, you entertain these people, they laugh and then we all go home. It couldn't be simpler. Well, thanks for uh, you're a pro because you 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 expertly brought it back to the stand up, which is <laughs> while we were here. Not uh, my first rodeo, of course, of <laughs> course. Well, the, uh, I'll take your cue and we'll bow out. But uh, I I do everyone check out Stranger Things. Everyone check out Kaminsky Method, and then my a little uh, indie favorite there was Whiplash. Man, you were so good. Oh, at that was great. Teller's dad, yeah. And people need to watch a re reboot, which is on reboot. Hulu now. And, it's, and I think it confuses people because it's a reboot of what? No, it's called Reboot. Yeah. And it's a, it's about a, an 80s show, sort of like Full House or something right. that is rebooted. But it's not about that TV show. It's about these right. people. And it's Keegan-Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville and uh, Judy Greer, really just Rachel Bloom, funny, funny people. Um, so check it out on Hulu. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody uh, on Saturday. And it's your job to make sure that that theater is filled. Uh, well, that's why we're doing I'm like it. Elvis. I don't go on if there's an empty seat. <laughs> or George Jones. <laughs> George Jones, you just don't go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us again, everyone. Paul Reiser, this Saturday, only a couple days to get your tickets now uh, at Hollywood Casino, Charlestown Races, West Virginia. Hey, thank you, sir. We really, really appreciate it. All right, tell them where they can get the tickets. Do they know? Just uh, go to paulreiser.com. There to you go. Paulreiser.com. I'm sure you can find it again. It's Hollywood Casino, Charlestown.com. You can go to either of those and get your tickets. Huh? We'll, we'll link, you. We'll link to done. it on our website, too. Lovely. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time. Nice talking to you. Absolutely. We'll let you get back to the nature there. Yeah, I got to get back <laughs> to my tree. See you. Right. See you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.